0: Thank you for joining us today. My name is Jack Gonzalez. I'm the lead pastor here at Mosaic. Today is Palm Sunday, and it's a very important day in our history, and I'm really excited to share with you. Now, before we get into that, let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for this day that you've made. God, I pray, God, that you would bring it alive. Would it speak to us, minister to us, God, in our current situation, God? Would it challenge us? Would it encourage us? Would it convict us, Lord? Ultimately, Lord, would it bless our life? Bring your word alive. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So like I mentioned, today is Palm Sunday. And I want to begin by mentioning that worship is powerful. In fact, worship is a statement maker. Worship goes out all over the globe, but not all worship goes to God. Not all worship is referencing Him. Not all worship is directed at Him. There are so many things in society and culture across the, glo- across the globe that give uh, other things a priority or other things a position or, or, or some sense of false comfort, and they miss the fact of a one true God. Now, there was a time when I was on a mission trip in India, had a phenomenal time, and I'm Flying into this major airport, I have a picture up on the screen of just the busyness of, of the city, and I and, and I fly into this airport. A whole lot going on. They put our team in this little mini bus, and uh, we're we're in the mini bus, and we're beginning to travel outside. We come to the highway, and there's like four lanes across, but like six cars across, and there's just so much going on. The traffic is crazy, and so we're we're in traffic. It's stop, go. It's stop, go. And then all of a sudden. We're just dead stop for the longest time. And while that's going on, all of a sudden, I see this guy, and he's running through the streets, running in between the cars, and he comes up to where we're at in our little mini bus van, and, and he stops. He has all these, like, lays around his neck, like, Like you might get like if you were going to Hawaii or something. And so he he takes them off. He places one on top of the van and he comes right to the engine and he begins to do all this chanting and he's chanting and he's worshiping and he's declaring praises and all of this is going on. And we're watching and we're confused and we're like, what's happening? This guy is literally worshiping this machine. For him, he's making a statement with his worship. He's he's declaring that this thing is his his deity. See, worship has always been powerful. The thing, though, is this, is that worship only belongs to one. It only belongs to our Heavenly Father. And today we are going to dive into a very important passage in world history. See, this moment of worship has so much significance for you and I and we read this moment in the book of Matthew chapter 21 and it says this and we're going to really read verses 1 through 11 and so you're going to follow along on the screen or just if you have your Bibles with you but this is what it says I want you to pay attention to this moment it says this as they approach Jerusalem and who they're talking about they are literally talking this is Jesus and the disciples and it says this and came to Beth age on the Mount of Olives Jesus sent two of the disciples saying to them Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt. The full of a donkey. Now, again, this is a prophecy by Zechariah hundreds of years before. Then it says this in verse six. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him. And those that followed shouted this. This is what they shouted. They were shouting with all passion. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Verse 10. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Listen, this is such an important moment of worship in our history. You see, Jesus is riding into the city of Jerusalem for the very last time. He's going to come in here for the very last time. In just a few days, he he is going to have the last supper. And you've probably seen the painting and the images. He's going to sit down with his disciples and break bread for the very last time. That night he's going to be arrested and and eventually on Friday he'll be crucified. And the next Sunday we'll be celebrating his resurrection. See, this week, today, now, kicks off what we call Passion Week. See, this is something important because worship is, he's being worshipped as he comes into the city for the the very last time. Listen, it had been probably been prophesied that, uh, uh, excuse me, it had been prophesied that Jesus would come in on a donkey. It never said that he was going to come in on a chariot or, or a white horse or Jesus would be rolling up on a limo or, 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 or anything like that. But the crowds have gathered and they've all heard about him. And he rides in and they worship him. And this powerful moment declaring who he is. You see, this particular moment of worship was important and powerful. But it wasn't just what the people that gathered. It wasn't just what they sang. It's what they did. See, our worship is more than just the words that have come out of our mouth or, or, or the songs we sing. It's what we do. It's how we lead our life, how we live our life. And so today I just want to give you a few takeaways from this passage, a few things that I, I believe are important for us in this day, in this hour, at, at this time. And the very first thing is this. Number one, worship is submission. Worship is submission. Now, wait, what? Submission? Now before you scroll on to something else before you, you 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 change it up or click on a different link listen l- let me explain something to you l- l- let me let you know uh, some, sometimes we hear the word submission we think oh that that's weird or wait what you want me to submit no I don't do that it reminds me of a movie that uh, that I saw growing up called over the top i have an image right here on the screen and, and the guy is arm wrestling him and he's telling him I own you as he's getting ready to cause him to to submit to him, to break his arm and all of that. Listen, that's not what's going on here. When we talk about submitting to God, surrendering to God, you see, worship is a powerful form of communication to God. And that's what's happening. When you worship, you are literally saying something to him. You're communicating to him. Listen, God, this, this, I, I have something to declare about you. This is who you are, and I'm going to praise, and I'm going to bless your name. See, my worship is saying something. Over the last couple of months, we've been talking a lot about living something out, about walking out. Don't just talk about something, but actually walk it out. Be about it. And see, when I worship him, what I'm actually saying is, God, I surrender my will. Not my will, God, but your will. Not my ways, God, because I got some ways. There's a certain way that I like to do certain things, God, but I'm willing to submit that to you, God. And if you have a better way, then, God, I'm going to be with that. God, I'll submit my dreams. God, I have some dreams for my life. These these are some things that I'd love to see happen in my life, God. But if 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 there's something you'd like to have me become part of my life, then I'm okay with that. God, I'll submit my, my relationship to you. Lord, maybe there's a relationship that, that, that maybe you shouldn't be in. Maybe it's not good for you. Maybe it's been toxic, but you're holding on to it. And you're going to say, you know what, God, I, I'm willing to submit it to you, God. I, I, I'm going to trust God that you have good things for me. God, I'll submit my preferences. And as you're watching this right now, and maybe you're, you're on your sofa, you're hanging out, you're, 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 you're in your pajamas, and you're eating some Lucky Charms, and you're listening to me right now let me ask you this question what area is that for you what's that area that maybe you need to submit to God that you've been maybe these other areas and you've been doing good in those areas or you you go to church this this kind of thing but what is that area of your life that you know is not right and you know needs to to be surrendered and submitted you know that it needs to get in alignment you know it needs to get right what area is that See, because when I talk about submission and submitting to God, we're talking about surrendering that sin. We're talking about surrendering that area. We're talking about surrendering um, my, my, that area that brings me comfort. See, maybe the reason you've been struggling with certain things is, is because you still, hadn't, you still haven't submitted certain areas to God. See, it's, it's, it's about saying, God, it's about your will. God, I, I, I want to do what you want me to do, God. If you're in it, then I want to be in it, God. If it's your way, then that's what I want, God. I, I'm down with your dreams, God. I'm down with the right type of relationships, and God, I'm not going to rush it. In fact, God, I'm going to wait on you to take care of me. I'm going to allow you to open the door. God, I'm going to allow you to bless me. God, I'm going to allow you to set it up and put it into position, God, and I'm just going to trust you for a provision and your blessing in life. See, I come to, I come to that place. God, your righteousness, your comfort. See, our worship communicates that, God, you know what? I'm down with you. God, if that's how you want to do it, then, then, then let's do it. And in verse 7, I want you to see what's happening with the disciples and then what happens with the crowd. It says this in Matthew 21:7. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. I want you to pay attention to what happens here. You know what Jesus's instructions were? He asked them, listen guys, can you go and go get me the donkey because I got to ride in it. That's what the prophecy is. That's what I'm going to do it. So can you go, can you go get the donkey? See what they did was obedience. They obeyed. They they went and they they got the donkey. They brought the donkey to Jesus. That was service. They were had servants hearts. They did that. But in addition to that, go back to the verse. You're going to see the verse on the screen again. It says this They brought the donkey and the colt and then it says this, and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. You see, placing their cloaks on the donkey, that was worship in the form of submission. See, it was declaring who Jesus is. Now I'm going to explain that a little bit more. You see, cloaks, cloaks were this outer garment. I have a quick picture here on the screen. I want you to check it out. But it was this protective garment. And it was it was something that you wore over over the top. It, it, it really kept you warm, but at the same time kept you cool. And if you took it off and you laid it out for someone, it was a sign of submission in the Jewish culture. And the first time this happens is it happens in the book of Second Kings, chapter nine. We're not going to read the passages, but I'm going to tell you a little bit of the story. The main prophet at the time is Elijah and Elijah. He's the man. And, you know, you might know a little bit about him. And Elijah, he's getting a little bit older in age and he comes up to one of the younger prophets and he says, listen, I want you to go find this guy. His name is Jehu. Go find Jehu and I want you to anoint him and declare that he is going to be king. God wants him to be king. And then and, and so Jehu goes and finds him. Jehu. I mean, so the, the, the young prophet goes and finds Jehu. Jehu happens to be a commander In in, in the army and so he's hanging out with the other officers and they're all standing there together and so Jehu comes up to him and says hey can I talk with you so they go into the house they go into the inner room and Jehu doesn't even say a whole lot but what he does do is he anoints Jehu uh with oil and then he the the young prophet just says listen you're going to be king over Israel and these are the things that God wants you to do after that he jets out the house Jehu has no time to ask any questions and and it's and and, and that's it and so Jehu comes out of the uh, house he's hanging out with the other officers and and then they they say hey so what was that all about you you know you were talking with that guy and Jehu's like well you know you know that kind of guy he's always saying stuff and they're like no I, I want to know, what, what did he say? And he's like, well, you know, they, uh, he, he anointed me with oil and he says I'm going to be the next king. And they're like, what? And so what they literally did in that moment is they took off their cloaks and they lay them on the ground. And they have Jehu walk over the cloaks barefoot. And in addition to that, they begin to blow trumpets and declare that he will be the next king. Here's this first moment. These cloaks represented in Jewish culture, they represented a form of submission. I am submitting to you as the new king. So when the disciples do this, Jesus asked them to get the donkey, but he didn't ask them to put the cloaks on. They are, in in, in a form of worship, submitting to him, declaring that he is the new king. Now I want you to pay attention to what happens next in verse 8. In verse 8 it says this, A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road. Right, The disciples did it first, and now they're doing it. They're literally laying their cloaks down in submission, in worship to Jesus. Jesus is riding into the city for the last time. This is kicking off Passion Week. And and, and they lay them down, and they're saying, I submit to you as, as the king. Jesus is receiving this worship. The disciples did it first, now the crowds. See, you, as you, right now, as you're watching this, You're submitting to God communicates a whole lot to him. It's saying something to God. See, would you choose to align that area and said, you know what? Listen, God, I, I've been working these years, but I, I know that you want me to surrender and submit that area. When you begin to do that, you're communicating something to him. You're saying, God, if, if that's what you want, then I'm with it. God, I, I, your li- my life is your life. In addition to that, it also creates an opportunity, an example for others to do the same. you to think about that for a moment. How easy is it make, to make someone feel comfortable in their sin? How easy is that? Right, hey man, that's what you do. And listen, no biggie, man, I am here to judge. You do what you do. Go ahead, man, go ahead. More power to you. If that brings you comfort, then, then go ahead and do what you do, man. Go, 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 go for it. And, and, and we'll do that. And, and we'll say, that, that's your thing, man. And and, and that happens and it works similarly see when you come to a place where you're like listen I'm trying to grow in god. I'm trying to get my life, right Uh, I'm trying to align things to the word of god and i'm trying to do that and somebody else is going to see that You're going to be setting an example for them Now they may not jump on board with you right away because it's so much easier to be okay with sin But what you're doing is you're opening that door You're providing that example and in their time when they're right when them and god are at that place You're going to watch that happen because maybe you have loved ones. Maybe, maybe, maybe you got neighbors. Maybe you got a best friend. Maybe you got a coworker. Maybe you got people who are really watching your life. And they're watching you as you say, you know what, I'm a Christian. Or yes, I'm trying to follow God. Or yes, I'm, I'm trying to get these things right. And, 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 but they're watching the way that you live your life. And when you choose to say, you know what, I'm going to worship my God, I'm going to submit to Him, you are providing that opportunity. It's not about hitting people over the head with the Bible. It's not about coming up and judging them. It's about the way you live your life. It's about sharing this message of hope and about encouraging them to do these things. But it takes you to do it first. Look what the Bible says in James chapter 4 verse 7. It says this, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Now why does the devil flee from you? What, what, why does that happen? Because you're busy worshiping God in the form of submission. See, the more that you are aligning up your life, you have less time to entertain the things of the flesh or the things of the world or, or any type of sin. So, so the devil has no more power on you. He has no more authority on you. He has no more room to be able to, to, to move in and to weave in and out of your life. He's lost that grip. And because he's lost that grip, you are now in a place where you and God are are on the same page. See, God's arms are always open wide. And he gives us this strength and this peace. And he says, listen, child, I'm here for you. I love you. I'm available for you. I want to help you lead your home. I want to help you be that leader in your family. I I, want to help you overcome that area, that area that you've been struggling with. And and, and it's not written on your forehead. And not everybody knows about it. But God says, I know about it. And and, and I want you to work that out. I'm going to help you overcome it. I'm going to help you lead in that area of your family. I'm going to help you lead in your home. I'm going to bless your life. But you're going to have to submit it. You're going to have to submit yourselves to God. In Proverbs sixteen three, it says this, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. See, whatever that area is, I'm going to tell you right now as you're listening to this, and don't scroll anywhere else, commit to God. Commit that area to God. Commit your life to God, and watch how He works it out. You'll be so surprised how that area that you've struggled with for so long and it suddenly becomes this area of, of strength for you, an area of peace for you, because you've submitted to God, and God is good and faithful. God will bless you in that area. Listen, Jesus, again, he's, he's riding in to the city for the last time. It's such a powerful moment, and, and he's coming to save us. And he's surrounded by worship. And see, our first takeaway from this worship is that worship is submission, And so if we are going to truly worship God, we have to be willing to submit these areas of our lives to God. we got to be willing to surrender these areas. And the second thing that worship is, is worship is a sign of victory. Worship is a sign of victory. See, in your worship, you are declaring who God is. And you begin to thank him for all he's he's doing. And you begin to thank him for all that he's, he's done. And listen, listen, let me say this. It could be difficult to predict the future. But we know somebody who holds all things in his hands, don't we? We know somebody who holds all things in his hands. Come on, somebody. Maybe you're there and you're going to type amen right now because I'm, I'm preaching and ain't nobody here. But we know somebody that holds all things in his hands. And we declare his praises. Maybe as you're sitting on that couch right now or you're listening wherever you're at, just begin to worship the Lord with me. Just begin to lift your hands and lift your voice. Begin to thank Him for who He is. Hallelujah. Father, we bless Your name. We thank You for Your faithfulness. God, we thank You, Lord, because You are good, Lord. God, You are the first and the last. You are the Alpha and the Omega, God. You are the author and perfecter of our faith, God, and we bless You. God, You are worthy of all praise, God, and we surrender our hearts and our lives to You. We thank you, God, for your mercy. We thank you, God, for your grace. We thank you, God, for your love in our lives. God, we have been transformed because of you. We have been blessed because of you. God, our feet are on a new path because of you. And God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, God, for your goodness. You are so good. You are so good. Hallelujah. You see, words express my heart. But actions express my worship. You see, you know what else the crowd did in addition to cloaks and the words they sang? In Matthew 21, verse 8b, it says this. While others cut branches from the trees and they spread them on the road. Now, why would they do that? Why why would they take branches and and spread them out on the road? Why, Why would they put them out? Is it because they didn't have a cloak? And they said, hey, let's get some branches. Or is it because maybe they had a brand new cloak and they were like, man, I ain't messing up my new cloak. Listen, Jesus, I love you. I came out here to worship you, but I ain't about to take off my new cloak and put it out. and It's going to get dirty. I, I don't know how long it's going to be clean. I just got fitted with this cloak. Is it because of that? No, it's not that at all. See, worship is a form of Victory branches signified in Jewish nationalism. They symbolized victories. They were used on occasions of victory. They, they had a direct connection with the Feast of Tabernacle. And palm branches even became a symbol on Jewish coins. And you might have already seen an image on the screen. But you might think, hey, branches, that's, that's kind of odd. But for them, they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew exactly what it, was, what it meant. So as Jesus is riding in on this donkey for the last time, they, they, they've been singing songs. They, they laid out cloaks in the form of submission. And now they're placing these branches. What does that mean? They are believing that their help has come. See, they're believing that their strength has arrived. They're believing that the one who can save is saving them now. That salvation has come. That the hour is here. That I haven't seen it all, but I'm seeing it now. God is doing it. That was the kind of worship that was happening. They were declaring victory in their worship. Have you ever really declared victory in your worship? Have you ever really declared who God is and what he'll do in the midst of your worship? See, that's what the crowds were doing. That's what the crowds were surrounding. They were doing. They're not only saying, I submit to you, but they're saying, hey, he's here. He's in the building. We're going to be okay. God, you got this. This is what the crowds were doing. This was, this was the kind of worship that was saying, hey, we're going to do this going forward. me ask you this question have you ever been in a situation in life where you felt helpless and hopeless and you felt like man i i just don't know i i i just don't know what else i could do i i i feel like i've tried everything else and i'm not sure there's something else i can do i i don't know have you been in a situation like that i remember there was a time with my family a couple of years ago where everybody got, I mean, just really, really sick. We are all like flu and strep throat and, and everybody was laid out and it was tough. My wife and I were both laid out. We're super sick. All of this is going on and, and, and many of you know and, and we're looking, learning statistics now, but, but but even with the flu, thousands of people die with the flu every year. And so this this is going on a couple of years ago and we're we're just laid out. And it is so tough to watch your child, to watch your children and to see them and to see the way that this, virus has affected them and, 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 and what they're no longer do. When, when you see kids and they're running around and they're happy and they're, they're joyful and it gives you a sense of peace. It, it gives you a sense of joy yourself. And then when you watch them and there's, there's nothing you can do for them and in fact you're so going through it that there, there's not that it, it, it makes it double worse. And, and all of this was going on and I remember these feelings of, of helplessness of hopelessness when is this going to pass this feels like there's no guarantee fevers continue to spike and i remember just in the midst of that it just came to a thing where you know what there's not much i could do but i can pray and worship come on somebody i could i, I, I could pray and worship there, there's not a whole le- lot left i could do my, my resources feel like they're, they're they're so limited but but i can pray and worship I can declare who God is. I, I, I can thank him for what he's done. And I can believe him for what he's going to do. And I can lift him up and say, God, you're faithful. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are my healer. God, you are my provider. And I need you now, God. And I'm believing that you're going to do it in the name of Jesus. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, we'll find ourselves in life. And maybe that's that situation now where some things are outside of our control. We, we, we don't have control. And in moments like that, we have to be reminded that God has the power. God holds things, all things in his hands. And you know what? When we place them in his hands, he gets more things done anyway. See, the people had felt this helplessness and hopelessness for a long time. So you can understand their passion and their worship. You can understand why they're laying palm branches out. You can understand why they're placing cloaks. I'm willing to submit to you. I'm willing to believe that you're going to do it. And they're passionately singing, Hosanna. The one that we've been waiting for has arrived. And Jesus is coming into the city everything is about to happen this is one of the most specialist weeks this is the specialist week in christian history in christian moment as we as we celebrate this they cry and they believe their victory is there cloaks laid out palm branches worship songs going on and this worship ends up stirring up the whole city the bible says And in Matthew 21, 10 and 11, it says it like this. It says, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, right, all of this is happening with the crowds. It says this, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. See, their passionate worship, their their cloaks and branches that had stirred the town up. Everybody's like, what's going on? What's this, what's this crowd gathering? They're declaring praises and worship. What's, what's going on? And, and God's bigger plan is unfolding. And God's bigger plan has to do with you. It has to do with me, because He saw us in our sin and he says, "Listen, I got to send my son Jesus. I, I got to send him to go be the perfect sacrifice so that people can have the opportunity to submit. And, and to declare victory. See, that victory only happens through Christ Jesus. Because maybe you're watching this now and you're, you know, the truth is you haven't been living your life right. The truth is there's those areas of struggle. The truth is that, yes, you would just kind of one way and, and people know about that, but then there's this whole other way that stuff happens in your life and that you live, you kind of live out. But I'm wondering... No matter where you're at today, and if this is the first time you're ever hearing me talk about Jesus or, 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 or if you've been a Christian for a long time, are you ready to give an answer for your worship? Does anyone know about your worship? Do people know that, this is, this is, it, 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 that you are a Christian, that you are all about God, that Jesus has saved and transformed you, that you have been set free? Does, does anyone know? See, I want to close with this thought. Now is not the time to lay down. Now is the time to shine bright. Now is the time for you to express all that God has done in your life. Now is the time to worship God with confidence. Don't hold back in your worship. Declare who God is. Trust God with those areas of your life. See, in this same moment of worship recorded in the book of Luke, it says this in Luke 1940, it says this, I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, he's talking about the crowds. It says this, the stones will cry out. I'm going to share something with you. For years in the church worldwide, we've been praying for revival. We've been praying for revival for years. God, would you would you send revival? God, would would you be glorified across the nation? God, God, would we see people come to you? And I'll tell you this: people are ready for Jesus now. There are people who are who have been praying more prayers than ever before. There are people who are more open to God than, than ever before. Now is the time for revival. Now is time for the church to come alive. Not to come be this, this judgmental, hit you over the head with the Bible. But to really express who God is. To worship Him in bold confidence. To declare who He is. To not just say it, but to live it out in your action. In submitting all these areas to your uh, to the Lord. And loving other people. Love them now is the time for revival now is the time for our church to be on mission to live on mission do you know what our church vision statement is i have a little image here on the screen but our church vision statement is is this our vision is to see sacramento united in worshiping god serving others and boldly proclaiming their faith See, when I think of a vision, I I I think of a snapshot of the future. I think about what God could do. I could imagine that if if God entrusts us to this, that we can play a part in seeing that come to be. Could you imagine that? A sacramental united in worshiping God, in, in serving others, and in boldly proclaiming their faith. Could you imagine that? See, now is the time for revival, and it begins with you and I. Hearts and lives are ready We just got to share Jesus with him. Even with everything that's going on, and I get it, listen, we're not meeting, but but we are meeting, and God is doing something now, and you do have a platform with even what we're looking at now. And one of the things that I want to challenge you is is, is this, is this next week, would you get on on, on your social media networks, would you create a little video, would you share what God has done in your life, and would you put it out? Could you do that? Listen, here's my specific challenge. With my worship, I will submit to God in all areas of my life, and I will worship with confidence, of victory, because of who He is. And if we could add that third one, just write it in right in there. This week, I am willing to record a video of myself, and I am going to share my testimony with the world, and I'm going to put it out there, because God is good, God is faithful, and now is the time. I want to take a moment to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for what you're doing and what you've done, God. God, you're so good, and you're so faithful, and what you've done in us, God, is, is tremendous. You see, this week, today, it kicks off Passion Week, God, and we we, we we see you, Lord, as you as you came in humbly and lowly, riding in on this donkey, and and, and you were met with praise and you were met with these cloaks of submission and you were met with these palm branches declaring victory in your name God and all this is happening and for us Lord I pray God that we would come to the place of submission to you God that we wouldn't just say it we would begin to surrender that area of life and I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that Holy Spirit you would begin to reveal those areas God what are those areas that we need to surrender to you God, would you bless and strengthen your church? God, would we become more bold and more confident declaring your victory in all areas? God, we thank you for your goodness. And God, would we take the opportunity, Lord, to uh, record a video and share what you've done in our life? Maybe you're listening to this right now and you haven't been living right right with God, but you want to make a decision for him right now. We'd love to connect with you, but right now, just as we're praying, I want you to say, you know what, God, forgive me forgive me. Forgive me for the wrong things I've done. Forgive me for the way that I live my life. God, I want to surrender to you. God, I've tried everything else, God, and I just, I want to get right with you. God, I want to have a confidence in you. I want to have a peace with you. My life has been all over the place, God. Or, 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 I, I just want, I just want to get right with you. And if that's you, I just, just begin to talk to the Lord. Just begin to talk to God. Just begin to say, God, would you forgive me? I, I, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and you are my Savior, that you are the one true God. And, Father, I just pray your mercy, your grace, and your forgiveness. Bless your house, Lord. Bless your people. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I, w- I want to tell you that's one of the best prayers that you could ever pray in your life. You made a decision to surrender your heart and your life to God, and God is good and he is faithful Listen, we're going to reach out with you and connect with you and get you plugged in and, and get you teaching you more about who God is. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord's face shine upon you. We'll see you soon.